Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, managing editor of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts share their success secrets, trends, and lessons learned navigating this ever-changing industry. On this week's Real Trending you're going to love the story of Donnie Sampson. He's CEO of Sampson Properties, and he has 4,000 agents in 30 offices in Virginia, Maryland, in the District of Columbia. The amazing thing is that he has grown 71% in two years, and the majority of that growth is organic. I would say 90% of that growth is organic. And he talks a little bit about how he does it, And one of those things is having a culture of family and relationships and support. And you think, how could he possibly have relationships with 4,000 agents? So he's going to share some of those secrets of how he does it and how he retains those agents. And he'll talk a little bit about his recruiting strategy and how he's achieved this tremendous um, growth in the last two years. You're going to love this one, so stay tuned. This is Tracy Velt, Managing Editor for Real Trends, now owned by Housing Wire. Today, you'll be listening to an exclusive interview with Donnie Sampson, CEO of Sampson Properties. The firm has over 4,000 agents and 30 offices serving home buyers and sellers in Virginia, Maryland, and the District of Columbia. According to Realtrends data, Donnie's firm has grown from 7.2 thousand sides in 2018 to 12.3 thousand sides in 2020. That's a growth rate of a whopping 71% in just two years. His firm will undoubtedly be in the top one-fourth of the Realtrends 500 launching this month. So how did he grow? We'll find out all the secrets to his firm's success in this podcast. So welcome, Donnie. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit before we get into your growth. I want to know a little bit more about your firm. I saw a lot on your website about it being family oriented. um, And I wanted to just get a flavor for your culture and a little short history. Uh, Absolutely. So uh, my dad, Danny Sampson, is our owner um, and he started in Sampson Properties uh, he's been selling since the mid '80s, but uh, he started Samson Properties in 2000. Um, and uh, really, at the time, he just wanted to have a couple of buddies and have a small company, which they're they're all over the place. And uh, we started to grow. And I joined in '03, um, so I think the uh, as a as a young guy, you, you never necessarily you always want to do not what your dad wants you to do right away. You know, he's joined the company business, and it's like, ah, well, we'll see. But then I did, so I'm glad I did now. Obviously, seven, 18 years later. But um, uh, we we grew um, to a good point. We we went through the fun of the 05, 08, and all that ups and downs of all that kind of stuff. And then in 2011, we made a major shift in our company, uh, kind of our structure, um, you know, which we'll talk more about. But so I was a, just a, a 
realtor and, and broker and sold real estate, had my own team from 03 to 16. Uh, 2016, I sold over 300 million myself. And my dad was running the company and, and I would you know talk to him some and kind of help him through that. But um, really in 2016 is when he came to me and said, I need you to really help. We're growing to, to a lot bigger space. I became our COO and, and helped him run the company for a couple of years and really build a bigger foundation for what we were doing to help realtors and how we were growing. And then in 2019, I became our CEO and he's still around, um, but but um, but I'm very much kind of running all the all the stuff now. We, um, you know, as far as our culture, we, we've always been so big on family. Uh, we, we When we say we got, well, I'll stand up at our company meeting tomorrow and say we've had 55 new realtors join in the last two weeks. And I don't say they've joined our company. I say, welcome to our family, because we really look at it as one big family that, um, you know, I tell people when they join, I say, look, I can't promise we're always going to do everything right. We're going to try our best, but I can promise you I'm going to take care of you like family, you know, and that's really our main goal is if is everybody treats everybody the right way and, and acts with great ethics and is a professional, then we're going to grow together in the right way as a family. So we're really big on that. We have an annual fall family festival that's just all about bring your family and have a big party together. And um, we've just really had tried to, we've tried to keep those family roots as we've gone from 25 realtors when I've joined to, to 4,000 now. And, and, you know, obviously some of the challenges come into how do you keep those things? <laughs> you know, how does it really feel like a family when you don't know every single person's name and the, like the, like the back of your hands, but uh, we're really trying to do that. We've got, I do have family members, our, our leading realtor is my uncle, you know, and, and we've got a, I've got a lot of uncles and cousins and brothers that work here and, and, and brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws. So we, we really do have a lot of family and friends that, our staff and some of our top realtors. Okay. So I guess through those tentacles, you kind of maintain that family feel. Yes. We try to anyway. We try yeah. to. Yeah. So you're an independent and I wanted yes. to know a little bit about your business model. So we went to a hundred percent transaction model in 2011. Um, we were a 80, uh, 20 company forever and until 80, 20 started to not seem that good anymore around the late two thousands. Um, we really we were able to make the change because we we start our own title group and our own title company in 2009. So we own a title company 100%. And really, the whole idea was um, we're 100% based with with the transaction fee, and we really want to take care of realtors. And if we take care of realtors and give them tons of uh, great incentives to help them grow, great tools to help them become better realtors, beautiful offices to meet clients in and grow then hopefully they'll use our title company. We can't make them, we can't pay them, we can't, none of those things are allowed. But if we think if we take great care of people, then they'll do, they'll want to do bat flips and run over to the next store and use our title company. And that's really how we can grow and, and profit and, and the business plan makes sense is my main focus is create a real estate company that helps people become more successful and that they love working at. And if they love working here, then the rest will take care of itself. We'll all grow together. You know, we'll all be more successful together and people will be so thankful that they keep to keep all their money and work for a great company. They'll keep bringing stuff to the title company, you know, and, and our conversion rates at the title company are, are just absurd. And it's really because we kill them with kindness, you know, instead of um, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this. It's look, we're going to take great care of you. And if you could use our title company, we sure would appreciate it. And so what is your capture rate for your title company? So a couple of years ago, it was in the mid fifties, you know, 55% was kind of what we were running at. Well, since we've improved so much of our services in the real estate side and, and really built up our company and be able to offer agents even more ways to succeed, we're up to in the 70% range, 69, 70, 71% every month. 
with our, that's what percentage of our buyers use our title company, which is really just tremendous. You know, I, I would think as we've gone from 2000 realtors to 4000 realtors, it would go down, you know, but it's actually going up. And it's because we're, we're really making a focus on trying to uh, take great care of all of our realtors and to create more um, avenues for them to succeed. And people are really just thankful for that. So they're continuing to use the title company um, at an even higher rate. Okay, great. Uh, so your firm has grown 71% in two years. Um, you know, part of that was amid a pandemic. Um, and I said, you know, really, I noticed that most real estate was deemed essential in all of your geographic areas during the stay at home orders early in the pandemic, which is positive. So let's talk a little bit about how you grew so much. Um, you mentioned you had one small acquisition and a small team acquisition, but the rest of your growth is organic. Um, where, when was the turning point that you decided you wanted to grow and what did that look like? So I think when we went to 100% in 2011, we decided we wanted to grow and, and do it with volume. You know, we had to get more realtors to to get more transactions and, and to hopefully close those at our title company. Um, we really started to see some good momentum 2014, 15, 16, you know, into 17. And really where we crossed this threshold in 15, 16, we got it to, now we could really pour money back into the real estate company. We, we were, we were profitable. We were doing a good job. We could create a better company for realtors to work on. And once we could start doing that in 15, 16, 17, and, when I came aboard at 16, we could build this foundation where now realtors weren't just happy because they got their money here. There's a lot of 100% companies out there, but what we wanted to be was 100% company that also gave them tons of services. So really between 16 and, and, and through today, we've been able to add so many great services from you know, free Facebook ads to you know, free KV core services. I mean, just a million different things that I could go on and on about that. Now we're able to give so much more to our realtors that now it's become... We, we can just continue to pile back on and create a better company. We've got in-house print centers that people use for where we give out free, free mailings for people and free websites and free Facebook ads. And we, we teach, we taught over 150 classes last month across our footprint. You know, we've really poured it into education and, tra and training and help realtors become better. But so I think really we saw a big shift in what we could provide to agents between 16 and 18. And then since 18, I've really been pushing the throttle down and just continuing to make the company better every month. And if we keep doing that, that's where our growth has taken off. You know, the, the core of your question is why, why has it gone so crazy the last two years? And that's because 85% of our new realtors were recruited by one of our current realtors. And that's really without any recruiting incentive. It's not like some companies that are set up to where, you know, you're getting downlines or pieces of them forever. It's really just because people like working here. And my goal is if I create a company that helps people succeed and people love working for, they're going to tell their colleagues, they're going to tell their friends. And, and then that's been working just tremendously. And, and right now we're bringing between 100 and 150 realtors on every single month. And it's all really from word of mouth. We do, we do some advertising, but, you know, we're not going out and buying companies or anything like that. It's all through our current realtors loving wherever they work and telling other people to, to give Donnie a call. So let's kind of get into that a little bit because there's some magic to that. And I think it's really hard to communicate how exactly that is working. Um, right. So what do you, you know, try to be more specific. What do you think makes your agents so happy that they want to bring others along with them? I think that, 
there's two main reasons I think that 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 I that I think of is that, um, and I, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way. One, we're a realtor or a company owned by realtors, run by realtors. My dad and I were both realtors. We we're in the trenches forever, and are really looking to do things in a way that benefits realtors. You know, and every decision we make and what we add to a company, it's would I use this as a realtor? Would I find this effective? Would this help me sell more homes like next year? And if, if that's a core focus, then people can sense that. I think the other big reason is, is really a genuine, um, a genuine uh, realness about what we are and what we aren't and what we're about. You know, and I think people can hopefully feel that passion that Danny and I feel for really wanting the realtors what's best for them. You know, I think that I, I've never been with anybody else, so I don't know what other other leaders come across and sound like, but I, I do meet obviously 100 realtors a month that I'm talking to and recruiting. And I think what we really try to bleed through is that, that the realtors are first with us. You know, it's not about the bottom line. It's not about our profits. It's not about, let me figure out how I can make the print center a profit center or how I can make KV core a profit center or these Facebook ads a profit center. But if I make everything about making you better as a realtor and being more successful and being more efficient and being happier and, and being having a better life, then the rest will take care of itself. You'll sell more transactions. You'll be thankful. You'll use Cardinal and you're going to like it here so much. You're going to tell other people to join. But I think that if people feel that that's my passion is growing a company that is really all about them and helping them succeed, then, they, then I don't have to ask them to tell people they just want to, you know, and I think that that's a, it's a weird dynamic probably to, to understand unless you're in the middle of it. But so I do a, a lunch and learn. I typically do four lunch and learns a month, one a week, uh, two in Maryland, two in Virginia. And agents just tell all their, all, everybody they know to go there. Now we send out emails and, and postcards and stuff, but you know, so many of them come because their, their realtor friends told them to come and they were just like, look, you got to come here about it. You know, from there, it's up to you, but it's up to me to hopefully convince them that everything's true. But it's really creating a, a, a realtor friendly company. I always tell our realtors, like your whole job is to keep your buyers and seller clients happy. Well, my, my clients are our realtors. That's my family. And my job is to create a better life for my family every day, create a better company for my family to succeed in. And, you know, the coolest part about the, you know, and, and you've got all the numbers there and we'll be in real trends. And I'm, I'm super excited about that and where we'll, how high we'll be ranking is, you know, I looked into some analytics the other day and the, the people that were with us from 2008, from 2019, all of 2019 and all of 2020, their production alone went up from 3.1 billion to 4.1 billion. So that's not new acquisitions. Yes, we got to 5.6 with a lot of new people, but just to see that growth, 33% growth with just the people that were with us, that was so exciting to me because that means we're creating ways for them to become more successful, you know, and that, that was, that was, um, that's why I think people are turning around and saying, you need to come, you get to, you get to keep 100% of your money and you get to find a way to succeed more within Donnie's plan or Danny and Donnie's plan here. So that's interesting. You talk about the services and, you know, a lot of companies offer a lot of services um, for sure. their agents, but what is it? Do you do, do you have a special rollout program? Do you have classes to teach them how to use it? Um, tell me what differentiates you, you with that type of thing, because, you know, you can roll out a new service and a month later, everybody forgets about it. And, you know, sure. so, so what is it that you do that kind of keeps them 
in, you know, involved with it and understanding it? That's a good question. And there, and there's a balance too, because there are some people that, um, you know, we rolled out something six months ago and they'll, they'll ask me about six months later and be like, I wish we had this. And it's like, we've had that for six months, you know, so you're always going to have that, that struggle. But, uh, I think there's a fine balance between offering services and continuing to remind people to do them. But also a lot of realtors want to be left alone and they don't, they're not going to use every service. If they did, they wouldn't be successful in any of it. So we have full-time teachers on uh, full-time trainers on our staff that, you know, like we, we have KV core inside real estate. That's one of our, our services we offer. Well, we have a, a full-time trainer that teaches Monday, Wednesday, Friday on, you know, onboarding Monday, Wednesday campaigns, Friday advanced stuff, and then one-on-one sessions throughout that. We've got, you know, video media, uh, video media specialists in Virginia and Maryland. We've got all these different things that, yes, we're continuing, you know, if we have 150 classes in a month, that's five to seven different classes and learning opportunities a day. So yeah, it is, it's a constant barrage of trying to put it out there, but also not pressuring, you know, if you're a successful realtor, Tracy, and you join me and you're like, look, I appreciate that you got 20 services. These are the only two or three I'm going to use. Great. Use those. You know, so it's it's finding a balance between giving people lots of options, but then also not pushing them to, to do stuff they don't want to do because reality, that's going to make them less productive. You know, let them, let them focus on the two or three lanes they want to be great at and help them become great at that when they're ready to do it. Okay, great. So I want to talk a little bit about recruiting. Um, our last Real Trends Broker Sentiment Survey for Q1 2021, uh, difficulty recruiting was the number three challenge for all the brokers who answered the survey. Um, and it's consistently in the top five of all of our surveys. So tell me a little bit about your recruiting strategy and maybe how it's evolved um, since I think you said 2016 when you really, or 2011, um, when you really decided this is what we're going right. to do. This is what we're going to do. And, and really... You know, we've, we've doubled in size in the last two years and, and, and probably tripled in the last three or four years. But I think there's a couple of things we do differently is one, obviously, we've got a pretty good deal, you know, with 100 percent, a lot of great services. And and uh, we don't cold call people, you know, and I think that's different from most brokerages. We believe with being right out there with it. Hey, I have four lunch and learns a month that depending on what the current rules are in the pandemic, what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do. But we also pivoted to putting everything online. I do a virtual presentation uh, twice a month. And when I'm not doing it, it sits there on our website, joinsampson.com. And people can watch the hour and a half presentation. Whereas most companies, at least my understanding is, look, I'm not telling you anything about us until you get face to face with me. Well, people live in it. We live in a Netflix world nowadays, right? People want to be able to, they want to be able to kind of taste what's going on without, without calling Donnie Sampson and feeling um, like, oh no, now I've, in, now I've engaged Donnie and I'm on a whole different level. Well, if I've got these videos out there that hundreds of people can watch and learn all about our company, now I'm letting them investigate on their own and they're getting a taste and maybe they're a little bit interested now and next month. So that's one thing that we've done is we've been very public about, look, everybody can see what we're all about. I've got a 28 page recruiting book on there with everything we do and a video that anybody and their mother can watch. And and I think that's been really effective because it lets realtors uh, investigate it on their own and then start to nibble at it. And then by the time they've called me, they're they're 90% in to begin with because they've already kind of watched me give a full presentation and, and seen the whole book. So it, it's a little bit different. I know that it, it kind of gives out trade secrets to everybody, but um, whereas most, most brokers are a little bit more private about that, but 
um, it's been effective for us, especially during the pandemic. And we were doing some of this before, but our recruiting's even been better during the pandemic in some ways because, you know, I, I can get to more people through video. I can get to more people through Zoom. I can, instead of me having to meet somebody that lives an hour and a half away and one of us has got to drive a long way, we can get on Zoom and, and do an hour presentation here and, and talk. So, um, you know, I think that there's been a lot of ways that we've tried to be more open with our recruiting and, and, and um, that's really helped a lot, I think. Okay. So you say you don't do cold calls, but I assume you have like a hot list of agents who you want to meet with or no, you... Well, I'll send emails, um, you know, with, with, with some information pointedly, but I've never picked up the phone to call one person that didn't want to be talked to, you know, and that's different. And I think that's what, I think it turns people off more than it turns them on. You know, any realtor out there that, and, I'm, and, some, and a lot of my realtors get them, they'll get calls from five or 10 different people. And I get that. But um, I think most of the time, the problem with that is we're busy, you know, good realtors. When I was selling $30 million a year, $40 million a year in real estate, I didn't want to call from other brokerage. Whenever you got me, I was probably in the middle of something, you know, but you know, if you send me my email and it looks interesting and it's got some video links and stuff, I'm going to think about that. And I'm, I want people to investigate on their own time. So we've got, we certainly know who sells business. And I, I look at a lot of numbers and, and send out some emails and, and we do some mailings, but I've never picked up one call, the phone call and call. I've never picked up the phone and called one person that did not either have a friend that said, please call me, please call Christina, please call Tracy or, um, you know, or that emailed me and said, can we talk, you know, because I just don't think people want to be bothered. And if anything, they're going to get a worse impression of us. If my first call is me trying to give them an elevator speech in three minutes that they don't want to hear, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather talk to them when it's a, it's a warm, a warm, uh, a warm call that they actually want to talk to me. Okay. And so I know a lot of brokers listening to this will just say, well, he must take anyone. <laughs> he's, he's growing this fast. He must just take anyone who wants to join the brokerage. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you look for in recruits and what is your strategy with that? Um, yeah, I think that's a challenge, right? Um, you know, I would say that um, in some ways we will, you know, and, and, and that's a fair criticism um, because we don't know who's going to be the next rock star. You know, you could say, well, there's some companies that they won't take you until that you do eight transactions. Well, they got to do the first eight transactions somewhere, right? Well, if I have good coaches and mentors that will teach them, then I've got free coaching and mentor programs and education. Well, look, I'll take the new people too. It's not a large percentage of our business, but you know, I'll take the transfers. We have a lot of transfers that come over that they've only done a couple of transactions at their current brokerage and they never got their feet underneath them. And you know, like, okay, well, how do I know they're not a good realtor yet? They don't, they don't know if they're a good realtor yet, <laughs> you know? So I think that it's unfair to just say, well, I'm only going to take people that do X amount of sales or um, whatever it is. So we will, for the most part, take most people that want to join us. But what I am very strict about is, um, this is going to sound bad, but it's okay. I'm very strict about kicking people out. You know, um, we have two rules in our company that are, that are above everything. Uh, be nice and be professional, you know, professional slash ethical. And the second that somebody violates those things, they can't be in our family anymore, you know, and that's kind of where I don't know how, now I only do things the way I do it, but I mean, you could do multiple interviews with people and, but here's the problem. Everybody puts on their best face for me. And I learned that every day. People sit across from me and they're the nicest people in the world for two hours and we'll meet. 
And then all of a sudden they'll go out of my other office and one of my managers will call me like, that person is the meanest person. They're a jerk. They yell at everybody. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to, how are you supposed to pick in this interview? They're all going to be nice to me, right? So that, that, that is one challenge of sitting in my job. And how do you discern who you do and don't let in until you kind of got to let most of them in. And then once they violate it and they give you a bad name, they get out of my family, you know? And, and I always preach this because I mean it. My last name's in that building, you know, and my last name's in this company. And, and I live in this community and, and nobody's going to be more passionate about a reputation going forward than me. So we have, thankfully, we're at a good spot now where if, if people aren't nice and they're not good people, they can't stay in our family anymore. And I'll be honest, five or 10 years ago, we had to put up with a little bit more. Our, 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 our rope was a little bit longer a couple of years ago because we needed their, their sales. But, you know, now we're in a spot where, look, I don't care if you sell 50 million a year. If you're not a good person, you can't be in our company. Once we figure out, we, it may take us a couple of minutes, months to figure it out. But as soon as we do, then you can't be here anymore. Okay. So, that, that, so what I look for a recruit, I look for nice professional people that want to work hard and do it. Um, but there's some way that you can't judge that in an interview, you know, and if, and if some people think they can, then, you know, they're, 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 they're talking to different people than me because I, whether it's staff or realtors or people, they all are nice as peaches to me, you know, and, and um, sometimes that's not always the case in a couple of weeks once they work here and then they, then they can't stay. So that's kind of the way we go about it is you're in my family until you, until you give me a reason to kick you out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I know Larry Kendall of uh, Ninja Selling, he always asked the question, when did you have your first job? And he found that the younger they had their first job, the better agent they ended up being. Um, because it shows a good call. And that. So interesting. I like that. That's probably yeah. a good theory. I should probably, we actually teach Ninja here. Um, one of okay. our, my, my vice president is a, a trained Ninja instructor. So she teaches that, but Maybe I need to take the class. I haven't taken it yet, but but that that's like that is a good strategy. So I, I guess I had my first job at sixteen. So I guess I was going to be a good realtor. So there you so go. That, that works. Yeah. <laughs> so I want retention. You talked a lot about some of the things you're offering, um, all the services you're offering, the family culture. Um, what are some other things that you're doing to really retain great agents? So we have a we have a whole staff of what we call onboarding customer care specialists, and. I, we really only interviewed for one character trait when we interviewed these people. Uh, I wanted personality. I didn't care how much they knew about real estate. We could teach them some stuff about real estate. They're not their brokers. They're not there to help them through transactions. They are there to make their life great here at Samson Real Estate or Samson Properties. So, you know, one of them joked that I'm your Samson Butler. I don't know if I go that far, but <laughs> that staff is, they are on, their whole goal is as soon as somebody joins, they're going to be the person to help them carry their, their new plants into their new office. And they're going to be the person that's, that's there for them. If they need to be like, how do I plug into this program? How do I do my Facebook ads? How do I do this? How do we'll either help you or we're going to connect you to the specialist that is it. They're going to come by and do the bagels to watch the sales meeting and the ha- organize the happy hour. So there are there, they're the bringers of joy. And I always joke, you know, the show who wants to be a millionaire, you know, that you had your lifeline, your first call that you call, you know, when you needed help, well, they're your lifeline. You know, whenever you need anything, you call your onboarding service rep and they're going to be there to help you out. And those are some of the most pivotal people we have there because they're they're in charge of bringing that joy and that retention and that closeness to the offices that, that uh, you know, it's been a struggle during the pandemic a little bit to keep that part of it. But 
um, having that staff has really helped us to create that great culture that, you know, at some point I joked around at the beginning, it's like, well, it's, one, it's easy when there's 25 realtors, when there's 4,000, how do you keep that culture? We got to try to keep people that feel the same way you do. That's me hiring managers that like I've hired every single manager. You know, I know who they are. I, I know how their heart beats. I think we're on the same page with everything. And then the onboarding service specialists and the people that are going to interact with our realtors, I can't be in all 30 offices, but if I've got trusted people in there that I know are great, then, then hopefully they're, they're saying the same things that, that I would say to them every day. That's our goal. Yeah, that's smart. Cloning yourself, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Sometimes I feel like I need a couple clones. <laughs> um, so obviously there's you know low inventory around the country. Um, and I'm just wondering, have you seen any creative ways that your agents are getting listings or how are you handling kind of the low inventory problem? Yeah, that's a tough one, huh? I, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm seeing some, some trends in the industry I'm not happy with, um, you know, and, and um, you know, not to get any kind of details about it, but I'm seeing a lot of people trying to really mess up the way that, that, that um, our commission structures are set up, you know, and I don't care about what people charge one way or the other, and I'm not getting into that, but, you know, we're seeing creative ideas to get this, the phone to ring, but I wonder at what cost, you know, um, to what we're doing to our industry in the long run, that, that are we, are we um, cheapening the, the profession of real estate um, and real tour out there that in, in, a, in, a, in a quick dash to get as many listings as we can, are we compromising ourselves and our profession too much? So I see a little bit of that out there. And, and some of that is a challenge because in, in, you know, when we talk about what we give out to buyer broker co-ops, you know, we have a minimum that we, people can't go through, you know, and I think our realtors out there are starting to struggle with that. Cause they're like, well, I see this, they're doing this and they're doing this and they're doing this. And I'm, I'm trying to keep 4,000 people in our industry, in my, area up here at a certain level so that we keep the profession going. But, you know, we try to get creative with people where it's like, look, we've got lots of different uh, postcard campaigns and Facebook campaigns and, you know, uh, open houses and public open houses and get out and meet people and call your sphere of influence and, and show them what a great market is. And we've got some stuff like that. We do have a, we did partner with another company to do an like kind of a Samson instant offer um, program, which is like an iBuyer platform. And, you know, I, I think that, having that helps because it does at least give them a talking point with some of these sellers. But, you know, I, I think it's important to try to create inventory and create listings, but you know, the biggest way is to encourage people to get out there. You know, my, my whole thing is like the business is not going to fall from the sky. You know, and I think sometimes in real estate, the not successful realtors are the ones that wait around and wait for somebody else to give them the business or wait around and, and hope that it's going to fall from the sky into them. And at some point you gotta, you gotta get the good work ethic. You gotta get out there and, meet people at open houses. You got to do public open houses. You got to do mailers. You got to door knock. You got to do all the the old school things that will create that business. But, you know, and you got to be educated what's going on in the market, you know, and we've got people like, oh, the market's hot. Well, what does that mean? That means the average days on market is seven days in your jurisdiction and everything's going for 12% over market value. You know, you, Mm -hmm. you quote those things and you put them in a mailer and people are more interested in selling, you know, and then maybe get off the, and you got to know loan programs that can help them Get into that next house while they're still trying to do it here. Find the things that are important to that family in that house or the couple in that house or the renters that are 32 years old that have been waiting around because the real estate crashed before and they're looking to buy that first house. And, you know, you got to help create the story as to why they should get into the market, whether it's buying or selling. And 
those are the things we try to teach in our, you know, in our sales meetings that we do every two weeks. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's a, it's a struggle out there. I just, I, I worry that some people are going to the, the wrong ways to do it. And it's going to be tough to get back from that when we get to a more balanced market someday. Yeah, definitely. And while you're talking about trends, I want to talk, my last question is really about opportunities. What are some opportunities you're seeing today in the market or with brokerage business in general? Um, <clears throat> you, you know, we've got, a, we got so many smart people when you, when you surround yourself with a company like this and you got, we have 4,000 realtors and a lot of smart managers and, and, um, you know, I, I think we're seeing lots of different ideas pop up all the time. We see entrepreneurial people that are making a lot of money and flipping. We're seeing a lot of money that are people that are making money at, at, at finding the, the holes in the business, whether it's, you know, property management or commercial or, and we, we have all those services here. So, you know, I, I think that, I think creative is good. I think creative, you need to be, be careful too. You know, I think you need to be careful that, that you're being creative in your smart way. I, I see so, too many people that are creative and they, they do things that are, um, you got, you got to, you got to check, make sure everything looks good before you, you go forward with this crazy idea. But, you know, I, I think that the next people that are really going to get going is if they can find good ways to get a lot of listings out there, create that, create your business that, um, you know, can, can see the ways that, you know, there's some companies out there that aren't very popular that, that, have good ideas about how to create more listings and, and, and create it for that tech society, the twenties and thirties coming up that, that I hate to just say millennials, but the people that are more tech oriented, but I think that to find a way to create, marry the tech that people are getting more in love with, with this, the, you need your core realtor in there. You need, we are always going to be needed. In my opinion, we're not buying something on Amazon or eBay, but you need to have, they need to see your value. You need to be educated. You need to be professional. So I think when people are going to buy a house for around here, 500, 600, $700,000, $1.2 million, they need to have somebody, a professional holding their hand through that process. And I think what the people that are going to continue to rise to the top are the people that can show not only how their tech savvy and can help market to get more listings and market your listings, but can also make sure that, that the customer support and the focus of people stays in the middle of it. And you have to show it is still a people business. And the best way to grow your business is to do a great job for people and you'll get more and more referrals and to yeah. build your sphere of influence that way. And I think, I think creative ideas are good. Um, but, but to me that the bedrock of, I see so many people try to chase the shiny object over there where if they just focus that time and effort on building the relationships that they have around them, they'd eat forever, you know? And then that's what we try to do is teach people the core of how to do things well and they'll eat forever. I'm going to help teach you how to fish to so eat forever instead of trying to find the, the newest fad. And then that'll, that'll run its course in three months and you have to find a new fad, you know, so yeah. teach the core fundamentals and teach them to get great at that. And we'll all succeed forever. Yeah. And we did a uh, real trends did a Harris insights um, survey, home buyer sur or um, consumer survey. And actually the millennials were more likely to use a realtor than the baby boomers. Really? Yep. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and it might be because the baby winners and I, I'm, I'm putting people in boxes here, mm -hmm. but they think they know it all at that point too. You know, uh, yeah. they, they've been through the transactions four, five, six, seven times. And right. I'm smarter than that realtor, you know, yeah. but, and part of that we're doing to ourselves because we don't, we're not building up um, that reputation of, of our business at times, you know, sometimes the, 
the lower parts of us are building down the reputation of all the great ones to do it in a great job in a great way. So, um, you know, I think we need to continue to build up the profession of real estate as it gets torn down. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. Um, congratulations on all of your success. We appreciate you thank joining you. the Real Trending podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. For more insightful interviews with real estate executives, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.